Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Imagine agriculture being so popular that schools have to turn kids away because there's just not enough space in the classroom. Well, that happened at Bayport High School, which has been expanding its agriculture programs and still sees incredible demand. Whitney Barnes is one of three ag teachers at Bayport and the Bayport FFA advisor. She tells Farm Director Pam Yonke about the secret to their success in getting students engaged in the industry. But first, Whitney tells Pam how it all got started. I was hired at Bayport High School to be the agriculture teacher there in 2014. And when I first started, they, it was a very, very tiny program. We had maybe about 15 students in each classroom. I was the only ag teacher there. Uh, we really boosted numbers, got students excited about the curriculum, changed that up a little bit. And uh, we actually doubled our program in one year. And so we hired egg teacher number two my second year. Um, And then year three, uh, we had so many interested students that we actually ended up turning quite a few students away. So we actually turn quite a few students away every year for our program just because of the interest. And we don't have space Uh, at our school district currently and that's something that my school district really supports me on and we're really trying to expand that program and not just in the high school wise for classroom space but also middle school wise 5 through 12 right and so you can see the programming in FFA or the National FFA organization grow from 7 through 12 now to 5 through 12 next year and so that's something that's that's just another step that we're kind of behind in and we'd really like to see that growth from 5 through 12 in our in our school district. Now what was it programming it was it the personnel was it kids talking what was the catalyst for this rampant uptick in numbers yeah i think it was just kind of a combination of things uh fresh face to the program and changing up that curriculum a little bit uh starting to really know those students and and kind of expand to what their interests are and developing programming that's directly related to their interest and you know today everybody is interested in where their food comes from how it's raised and how that works and so it's very easy for students to want to be involved it's just a matter of how do we explore programming and expand that horizons right so i might have in my entire time here I'll be year number 10 next year and uh, I probably have had maybe two farm kids my entire time mm-hmm. here at Bayport High School and uh, so programming is really different but at the same time it's similar right we just take it down to a lower level and build up that curriculum from there mm-hmm. uh, they're interested they want to know how that food is raised and how to be a part of that and they are ready to get involved we just need to be willing to allow them to come in in that step most popular class and do you see momentum carry through the entire school year or is it more in the fall versus spring it's the entire school year hands down um i will sometimes see students in fall and then i won't see them i'll get a brand new fresh face in spring a bunch of them and so i think i would say it's all year round Um, i work with such students in the summertime on their projects for livestock or other experiences they have i don't just have students raising animals but i have students that are maybe interested in forestry and natural resources we have a lot of that here in this area Uh, my students here at bayport can't tell you what a steer is but my students can tell you every bird that flies across mm. the sky and every fish that's in our bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's kind of really cool and unique programming here and students are really eager to be involved and uh, they just want to take that next step. I would say our most popular class is probably small animals veterinary science. Um, but when they start to get into that programming, they get a little bit of taste of those other animal courses and then they start to expand their horizons and find other interests in the, in the department. 
No, I mentioned to you, Whitney, when I was driving out here to meet you and your students, this area is becoming very, very urban. Uh, how is it, as far as challenges, to keep a tactile connection with somebody that's actually in agriculture, in agribusiness, in this kind of a developing community? You know, I know we don't have a lot of huge dairy farms in the area, and when we think of Wisconsin, we think of the dairy state, right? Um, here in the area, we we don't necessarily, like I said, those large farms, but we do have agriculture. I mean, right in the surrounding areas, we have Sunny Hill, we have Motors, we have Blazers Acres. We have a lot of vegetable production and fruit production in the area. Uh, we have a lot of natural resources with bark cows in the bay, all of those things going on here. Um, and so, you know, we just kind of partner with local farmers that there are a couple here or there that are willing to partner with our students. And so we have lots of agriculture here. It's just not necessarily dairy. How challenging is that for an instructor to keep refreshing curriculum? I know you guys come up with new ideas every day, but then taking the time to actually either find curriculum you can use as a model or create your own. Tell me a little bit about that. You know, I really love that part of my job. I Other people, you know, other coworkers and stuff, they always go, I don't know how you teach five different classes a day, three different classes a day. I can barely keep up with two. And for me, I would get so bored teaching the same thing every class. And I'd start to question, oh, did I teach that? And did I say that in the last class? I don't, I don't ever have to worry about that, right? And uh, part of my job is getting out with professionals in the industry and meeting those people and bringing in their ideas. And so if I taught the same thing every year, year, um, that wouldn't interest my students. Agriculture is changing every hour of the day, every minute of the day. And so, so does my curriculum, right? My curriculum has to stay up to date and meet those challenges. I'm just very lucky that my school district, Howard Swamico, really supports me in adapting that curriculum and allowing me to go out there and meet these professionals and allow that schedule to happen. What about reaction from other faculty? You mentioned they see you creating new programs, but there's also been a lot of concepts about team teaching, uh, getting a science uh, teacher involved in our agriculture curriculum. Have you made any of those inroads? Is that something you're thinking about or is it already in, in play? We do have a lot of science articulated classes and so students that take my courses will automatically earn a science credit towards graduation. Uh, we have a couple courses that are college credited or dual credit so as, as when they take my class they automatically get yeah. a college credit and they don't have to pay for that and so we have a lot of those things in place that are also attractions for students to be a part of. Uh, as for team teaching we don't really have a lot of that um, besides just my coworker, yeah. you know, Mr. Weed and I, uh, we kind of share that responsibility back and forth. So, Got to ask you about this college credit situation. This year at the state FFA convention, we started seeing some of our officer members that are coming on the team that are already students in college. That's a little bit of a change up. Tell me a little bit about how those earned credits are not necessarily changing your high school activities, but your FFA activities and what students are willing to get involved in. Yeah, um, you know, students are always looking for the best the best thing that will look on their resume, right? And so students are excited to be involved. Um, sometimes that's more difficult because I feel like when you become a freshman, there's yeah. so many opportunities out there, right? Yeah. And a lot of times you go, okay, this is my future track. I have to decide now what that looks like. Yeah. And uh, your choices are really limited. So a lot of times students are, it's, it's kind of been beneficial to me, actually, because students are really trying to look at these things early on. And they go, well, what do I want to explore, right? Um, and so they kind of take maybe summer gym or do those types of things or um, some online yep, courses yep, that are a little yep. bit easier to take online. Mm -hmm. So they have room in their schedule for those exploratories that uh, mm -hmm. really give them a career perspective of what's interesting, what's not. Right. What about 
the FFA member that is already, because of those credits, looking at freshman status at, say, a UW-River Falls. But I want to be on an officer team. And how do I balance that? That's, again, a new scenario that we have not had to think about before. Yes. Uh, I would say those officers, you know, they're really trying to balance their schedule. It's difficult to do. Um, But really, that's a service position and something that is valuable, right? And that's something that you can just not trade for anything, right? Especially if you want to be an agriculture teacher, if you're looking to make partnerships in the industry, uh, that's the best way to really get involved and really be a part of that. I don't think there's any other internship that's valued like that in the beginning of your years, right? So um, I think having those college credits early on allow students the opportunity to do that, right? And there's also a lot of universities that are offering credits while they're a state FFA officer and serving in that role. You know, back when I served in 2010, I didn't get a communication credit, right. even though I was speaking 280 right. days out of the year at that time. Yeah. Uh, you know, my I just had a state FFA officer retire from right. Bayport ever, uh, our first ever state officer from Bayport. And uh, he got he was telling me about all these credits that he was able to earn while he served in the position. Oh. He received a communications credit. He was able to take some uh, physical education classes mm. uh, and really allowing him a little bit more flexibility and not having to just reserve a whole nother year yep. of college right and pay right. for that education. Whitney Barnes along with us again Howard Swamco School District she's uh, located at Bayport High School. Let's talk a little bit about uh, misunderstandings. I don't know if they still do parent teacher anymore Whitney I'm so old I, I, it just used to be a staple but you know when you encounter parents um, and their their kids are interested in what you're providing tell me a little bit about how you have to clear up any misinformation or misunderstandings they might have about what an agriculture class looks like today. Yeah, it's really funny. I love uh, uh, freshman orientation night or, you know, those nights where they come and check out what classes they want to take as a freshman. Uh, They really get to see how agriculture in the classroom has changed. You know, I feel like they're, you know, my students' parents, they envision agriculture as agriculture one, two, three, or four, and, you know, learning how to milk cows and and all of that as basic curriculum. And I, you know, I I just have to chuckle every time because I don't think there's a single day where I sat down and was like, this is how we milk a cow today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so, like I said, students are really have that vast opportunity, right? We don't just teach egg one, two, three, four. We have small animals. We have aquaculture. We have greenhouse. Mm -hmm. We have biotechnology. And those are really pathways that students want to be involved in, right? I tell my students every day, 1% of of the people in this world produce food for everybody. And Mm -hmm. if I only taught people how to farm, I'd have 1% of this Uh entire school in my classroom and Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have a job, right? Mm -hmm. But we do, here in Wisconsin, a lot of our industry is based around agriculture. And there's a lot of... Uh, careers that support the American farmer, right? There's food scientists, there's, you know, veterinarians, there's nutritionists, there's agronomists. And, and really we kind of focus in showing students that there's a vast wide options of careers besides just milking a cow that we talked about, you know, in the beginning. So, so the parent size are as big as the kids. Absolutely. Probably bigger, I think. Yeah. (laughs) That's Whitney Barnes, one of the ag instructors and FFA advisor at Bayport High School, speaking to farm director, Pam Yonke. They're seeing incredible demand from an almost entirely non-farm population to take agriculture classes, and she expects that interest to continue as they keep developing new courses that fit their students' interests. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.